What's up? This is Optimus Fields at My Living Truth, and we're back for another Teacher's Lounge. Good to have you guys. We have a we have a packed class tonight, so that's pretty dope. Uh, we're at block height 670073 and the current price is $45,050. Let's go. Um, okay, well, we had some questions in the chat, but Ben, did you want to slightly cover them, or you want to... Just show show your talks on them, and and then the listener can go watch them and get the whole in depth on it. I think uh, we can cover them real quick, but I'll for uh, Anastasia. I'll drop the link for her. But um, what a hard, she asked, what's the difference between a hard and a soft fork? Is basically it's um, if it is backwards, it compatible or not. So with a hard fork, that means like an old node that doesn't upgrade cannot validate the new blocks. And uh, this is generally bad for like a network like Bitcoin where you want it to be, you know, if you go in a coma, you still want to be able to spend your coins or, you know, you don't want to have to be like constantly on, constantly on Twitter or something to be able to figure out how and if you need to upgrade, you should be able to just, you know, be oblivious, download software and be able to do it no matter what. And then, uh, so soft fork is just doing a change that is backwards compatible. So, like, you know, an old node can still um, validate without having the upgraded software. But if someone wants to use the, the new stuff, it'll still be valid on the old nodes, and the new nodes can validate these things. Yes. Uh, so she said, I heard something like a soft fork is changing a block without a new shitcoin, and a hard fork is with a new shitcoin. Yeah, so with the hard fork, you will generally, if you have like hash power on both sides, it'll split off into like two coins, like kind of like what we saw with like Ethereum and Ethereum Classic. Whereas the soft fork, you can't um, split the chain since it's backwards compatible. So they just um, like one chain, or it just become like the same chain. And I did do like a whole talk on this uh, earlier. I found the link, so I'll drop it in. And yeah, I'll, I'll add to, I'll add your links into the descriptions for the video for uh, those listening. Woo! Well, Ben hitting us with the technicals early usually takes a moment. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. With that, that with that out of the way, uh, we got some really good topics for this week. So, uh, do you want to read off the first topic, and we just, we can just jump right into it? All right. Cool. Um. All right. Well, this week. I mean, I guess we'll we'll start off with the big news of this week. Uh, if you have been aware of the Bitcoin space and actually probably just been watching news in general, then you heard that Tesla has added Bitcoin to their treasury and bought $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin, which I think was something around, what was it, like 10 or 12% of their treasuries or, or something of the sort. So... Uh, they didn't go all in like micro uh, micro strategies, but they they finally added it to their treasury, and it's made a bunch of waves. Uh, personally, I got a lot of questions this week in regards to Bitcoin, and 
it kind of opened the eyes to a lot of my friends. Maybe maybe it has something to do with Elon being a one of the richest men in the world and quote unquote the rocket scientist versus their just dumb pleb friend. So I don't know if I should uh, be insulted by that, but you know, it, it, I'll take it. I'll take it as long as as long as my friends are talking about Bitcoin in positive light, then it's it's all good for Bitcoin in my opinion. But uh, let let's talk about what this means you know like it it's basically starting the conversation with every company now i think i, I forget mm -hmm. who it was but it was one of our friends on twitter where he said he put a tweet where he's like companies no longer have to tell us whether they're buying bitcoin they have to tell us whether they're not buying bitcoin so it's bullish news all around guys but let, let's get your thoughts on these I think it's funny because like that actually happened where I think General Motors said today they're they're not buying Bitcoin, <laughs> right? But they they're they're going to evaluate it or continue evaluating it. So it's like it's funny the default is becoming you own Bitcoin on your corporate balance sheet. Let's go bullish. Yeah, this this um this absolutely changes everything. Um, what happened with Tesla putting Bitcoin on its balance sheet is absolutely massive um it's a fortune 500 company right so that means literally any index fund most index funds now have exposure to bitcoin that means that most americans that own index funds now own some bitcoin so it changes everything right it, what what happened with tesla legitimized bitcoin in a way that has never has never been done before right microstrategy was essentially this company that no one that none of us had ever heard of that just popped on the radar because michael Saylor, you know started liking bitcoin and he was the first publicly traded company that bought bitcoin but now it's tesla you know so now it's what you're going to start to see is you're going to start to see a domino effect of major corporations uh, it looks like Twitter is going to be the next one. Uh, their CFO went on MSNBC today to talk about it. And uh, you're just going to see a domino effect. Just company after company is going to start adopting um, adopting Bitcoin and putting it in their reserve assets. It's going to be absolutely insane. And uh, remember, all of us front run Wall Street, right? So hold on to your pants. Yeah, uh, I was really getting annoyed with Elon tweeting about Dogecoin, and it still does whenever he does. But I just think all the time, like, he bought so much Bitcoin with Tesla, and you know damn well he also bought for himself and SpaceX, which he doesn't have to disclose any of that. Because SpaceX, SpaceX is a private company, and then the Bitcoin he owns himself is just the Bitcoin he owns. He doesn't have to share that at all. And I, you, one can only think that he has a huge bag for both. He's a Doge maximalist, though, Nick. Come on. <laughs> Apparently, he bought Doge for his kid, so <laughs> he's his kid's a shitcoiner now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude, he doesn't even have a choice in shitcoiner. He pops just wrecking him. Ooh, <laughs> dang. Uh, any anyone want to chime in? Anyone have some thoughts? 
Wynicus, I see you unmuted yourself. What? <laughs> Seriously, though, one interesting thought here. A Fortune 500 company has Bitcoin, which means everyone that has an S&P 500 ETF owns Bitcoin passively, but still, everyone has Bitcoin now. Oof. Yep. Let's I like go. that. Wow, good point. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of people talking about that. Um, did Did you guys catch uh, Neil Woodfine's thread today, by chance? I did not. Can you explain it a little bit? Yeah, so he... Um, I guess you would say he was taking a contrarian take on all the corporations adding Bitcoin to their treasuries. And while it's bullish that they are adding Bitcoin to their treasuries, he was kind of making the point that Bitcoin's going to pump because of Bitcoiners. And we can't expect these corporations that have strong hands. And so for for them it's kind of only about the pump so if the bitcoin price starts going downwards which i mean most of us would would take that opposite approach that we're in a bull market and things are going to get crazy to the upside but if the opposite were to happen and the bitcoin price were to drop then we can't expect a lot of these corporations these new bitcoiners that come in to hold bitcoin and, and be fully orange pilled and so you know if if they're losing money on the short-term volatility then they, they might dump their bags so while it's very bullish that these corporations are adding bitcoin to their treasuries it's still going to be upon bitcoiners to you know the hodlers to to make sure that this uh revolution happens and and that bitcoin will become what it's going to become because of bitcoiners so I thought it was a really good thread. Maybe, maybe I'll I'll add it into the discussion once I stop talking, and I'll put it in the in the description and all that. But um, I think I think it was kind of mm-hmm. one of those things of like, let's let's get some some sober thinking on this whole process because because everyone was kind of simping for Elon and Tesla and like yes, let's go. You know now now we're validated. You know now now Bitcoin is here and everyone's talking about it. So. I thought yeah. it was a, a very good thread to to just like get our get our thoughts going and and our um adversarial thinking going but that's not not to like deny the the fact that one one of the biggest companies in the world now owns bitcoin and it's on their treasury and the richest man in the world owns bitcoin and so it's bullish and and everyone's extremely bullish about this so I just thought it, it was mm-hmm. a super thread, and and you know I think all Bitcoiners should read it. Uh, Giacomo was saying like this is the most important thread of 2021, so I'll, I'll add it in the description right now. But yeah, and we've already seen companies do this. I mean, when we dropped from almost 42k down to 29k, we had uh, the that company out of Canada next. I think next tech or something yeah yeah. they had a four million dollar position in bitcoin and they sold the fucking bottom at 29 30k they sold the bottom because of the fake double spend news they heard and they didn't even bother to research it in the slightest and they were like oh price is going down we see this article saying there's a you know quote unquote critical bug in bitcoin 
better sell all of our Bitcoin. They sell the Bitcoin. What happens a week later? Well, first of all, there's no critical bug in Bitcoin. It was it was an article just blowing up a bunch of stupid stuff that wasn't true. I mean, I won't. I don't want to say it's not true. There was no critical bug in Bitcoin, but it was a clickbait article. I say a week later, we pumped to 37k, and then that's when Elon putting Bitcoin in his bio and buying more. And now we're at what 45k right now. So yeah um if you're gonna hold bitcoin like i mean we can't expect every single company to be as orange pilled as a micro strategy and michael saylor and phone lee these a lot of these people a lot of these companies are run by idiots and like ben said in the chat they're gonna have fun staying poor if they don't educate themselves on why they need to hold bitcoin (laughs) i think though um it's kind of like the beauty of Bitcoin is like when the price goes up, it's like, you know, like say you buy a thousand dollars and then price 10 X is now you have $10,000 and you like, it's a new frame of mind. You have to think of like, okay, now I have to secure $10,000 worth. And these companies will all go through that as well. Where like, you know, Michael Shardy has $3 billion right now, but they could have $30 billion at the end of the year from, and, uh, you know, that's a whole different class of wealth that they need to think about. And, like lots of companies going through that are going to have to like, you know, either it's going to be, you know, oh, we don't want to have, you know, a we wanted a 10% position of Bitcoin if it quickly became a 90% position. So either, they're either going to have to sell some of it and then, you know, we'll buy that shit up or they're going to um, just get more educated on it and realize, okay, we have this huge position. Let's learn about, you know, how does it properly secure this, how to probably handle this asset why are we bought why do we have this much is this what we actually do and the companies that actually you know decide the hot the hodl that and for the long term will be like way better set up and it'll be like you know just more economic darwinism darwinism for them dude i think you bring up a really good point and uh that's one thing that fiat currency has taken away from us is the ability for companies to fail and I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like half of these companies, these big corporations are that are, you know, in existence right now shouldn't be. You know, they're like zombie companies. And the only reason they exist is because the Fed is creating so much money and giving it to them because of low interest rates. So uh, as Ben, the car man, you said, have fun stand, staying poor. And uh, that's the cool thing Bitcoin does is I think it kind of restores the free market. One hundred percent. Did you guys catch that Tesla is already getting a uh, fud for for Bitcoin mining and Bitcoin going to destroy the world and how is this clean energy company Dude. investing in Bitcoin? Dude. <laughs> Go can off, I, Nico. Can I rip on this? Go off, Nico. Oh my God. Okay, so mainstream media propaganda arm just just went at it you know like tesla is not so green anymore because it's mining bitcoin uh i I saw one that was like bitcoin could still will not dethrone the dollar it's just crazy that like the media machine that's so powerful as soon as you start going against their green narrative and how everyone should be eating worms and like you know just you know like just that bullshit BS green 
greener that they like to spin just to collect more tax dollars. Man, and no matter how good your company is, you know, how much value it brings to people's lives doesn't matter. You know, and all the articles are the same. They're, they're not even of substance. They're like literally to make you click and then to get the hive mind of people following them just to get upset for no fucking reason. But dude, Bitcoin, you know, because the article in question, it came from Reuters. I know exactly what you're talking about. Claims that like essentially Bitcoin isn't green. Okay. That's a complete and utter lie. That's bullshit. Bitcoin is literally one of the greenest technologies that has ever existed. Before, when there was excess energy, they would literally flare it into the atmosphere. They they would let they would they, they, they wouldn't know what to do with excess energy. That excess energy would go to waste. Okay, to waste. You know? So Bitcoin has figured out it's set a floor that if you have wasted energy, if you have excess energy. Now you can monetize it. It's going that that in itself is a, 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 like on top of the sovereignty aspect of Bitcoin is going to change the world the way that humans kind of concentrate themselves around the planet, right? Because before humans kind of concentrated themselves like on a river or like next to an ocean, that's where kind of cities would naturally pop up, you know, to be next to a port. In this future where we're heading, humans are going to be concentrated around cheap electricity prices because that is where the, the Bitcoin mining is going to be, right? So the article is just so insincere. It's such bullshit. It's like this heaping pile of lies that I guess they just tell you because they're communists and, you know, they just want you to believe their fucking propaganda and they just want to tax you. You know, because you paying taxes is going to make you feel morally better about yourself. And man, just, ah, man, it's just, it's, it's all lies. It's all lies. They got to fudge you out of your money, right? Skeef, I I saw Mm -hmm. you unmuted yourself. So you want to chime in right here? I don't know if you hear me. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, what's up, Skeef? Okay, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so my I was just curious in hearing people's thoughts on... So the take I see on Twitter on the corporate treasury stuff is this is good for Bitcoin. You know, the government can't ban it because it'll tank the stock market and that'll be terrible, blah, blah, blah. And that, I think, is definitely true. But these companies don't have any reason to care about self-custody. And so, like, my thought is just kind of thinking through how this relates to the presentation y'all did, which was fantastic, by the way. Um, And just so, so basically Bitcoin being accumulated by a bunch of super heavily regulated entities that have zero reason to care about self-custody or, you know, to go to bat for us if they try to do a self-custody ban or something like that. Um, Yeah, I'm just curious if anybody had any thoughts on that or or if they want to say I'm an idiot, that's not a concern. That's that, that's cool too. (laughs) No, well, Skeef, I, I forget who was saying it, but someone was saying, and I, I don't remember if it was in a podcast or if it was in on Twitter, but someone was saying basically exactly what you said, that most of these corporations are going to be holding their Bitcoins on a third-party custodian. And so essentially we could 
pretty much consider all those Bitcoins already 6102'd. If, if they do go that route, then those Bitcoins that are in the third-party custodians would basically already, you know, be considered, uh, like, confiscated. So part of me is is there with you where it's like, yeah, you know, if, if, the, if these corporations aren't handling their own keys, you know, like the simple axiom, not your keys, not your Bitcoin. So they're like like ben was saying they're going to have to readjust their their ideologies uh once bitcoin becomes a massive part of their portfolio and so i think you're kind of right in the sense that most of these corporations have to abide by a certain standard and so they you know they're they're going to bend the knee for the most part most of these corporations will bend the knee if if they're forced to and so maybe we can look at all those bitcoins and bitcoin treasuries as already 6102'd but in the other sense you know for for the average pleb for the average retailer it's i don't i don't know if it will affect us so much it'll just be like the price maybe will dump and and you know we we become more mobile and we're able to move around with our bitcoins easier but i i definitely like to hear other people's thoughts on that I think my the other thing I would say is my my big concern is that it like might breed complacency among people like us for the I guess the attack vector specific to the state of um, just thinking like you know if corporations buy it then they can't ban it but they can ban self like Michael Saylor probably doesn't care about a self custody ban in all reality and I've you know I have a micro strategy bag I think he's great and all that but. At the end of the day, I, I, I don't think he, he actually cares about a self-custody ban or anything like that. And that's, that's I think that's my only concern. Do you guys really believe that people are just going to fucking bend over? Like, seriously? Corporations, like how, yeah. retarded people can go? Like, like, you guys are fucking sitting on nuclear bombs, literally. <laughs> if if yeah, the so fucking look, government look, comes, look. you can fucking hire Blackwater or or any private military and take over any government in any country. If you're going to yeah. have at least $1 trillion worth of Bitcoin in a few years, do you think that the government going to start fucking with you? No, absolutely no. Because they're going to know that you can fucking start a nuclear war against them. Yeah, and look... If, the, if, the, if, the, if you the, hold the keys, though. None of these entities hold the keys. If so, you, yeah, yeah, so, but but so, MicroStrategy, yeah. for example, holds their own keys. No, they don't. No, but, they use, no, uh, no. Of course, they, they have. It. Yeah, they, they have a custodian, but they probably hold the key. That's yeah. how I took no, 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 it down but, from but there. They're not. They're using custodian. The rehypothecation FUD, which is what you're talking about, rehypothecation, right? Um, look, yes, it is something to worry about. However, there's a natural order of things when it comes to Bitcoin, unlike the traditional markets, right? So. For example, the gold markets have been very well documented and very well known to be manipulated. Why? Because there's a certain amount of gold in a vault, but there's 10 times more gold being traded, right? There's paper gold, right? Um, but you can't really get away with that because you can't custody gold in an efficient way. So with, with Bitcoin, there's always a reset button, right? And the reset button is you could withdraw, right? You could take custody of your Bitcoin, you know? So if there, if there presents a situation where 
you know, uh, too much of these institutions are holding too much Bitcoin and uh, the, the public's trust gets broken, you know, guess what's going to happen? There's going to be a bank run, you know, the, like the ones that happened in the 1930s, right? And people are just going to withdraw from that exchange. If that exchange doesn't have enough Bitcoin to cover the withdrawals and that exchange goes belly up and then people will learn the hard way, not your keys, not your Bitcoin, right? People have been learning this lesson every class, right? So the class of 2013, they learned with Mt. Gox. You know, I think that the class of 2017, I think they learned with Bitfinex, you know, where they had to take a 10% hair, haircut off of everyone's deposit to stay uh, afloat. So with every generation of Bitcoiners, they always learn that single lesson, right? Not your keys, not your Bitcoin. Uh, Rehypothecation is that would definitely be a big issue if it wasn't for the fact that you could possess and you could own a, an, a very significant amount of Bitcoin without any friction, without any friction transporting that wealth, right? So I could withdraw millions upon millions of dollars from Kraken to my where, to, to my addresses, wherever I am located on the planet in you know a couple minutes right so because bitcoin has that feature rehypothecation will never be a problem that will not self-adjust back to a good balance if that makes any sense i had been thinking about that. i love the the way you say that there's a reset button i hadn't thought about that that's that's pretty good pretty good point Yeah. So, so like, for example, like there's a reset button with the fret with, there is no reset button with the fed and there is no reset button with the gold market. Like 2008, when the, when the stock market crashed, you know what the right thing would have been to do to let those countries burn. I mean, those companies burn, but you know what the government did? They bailed out the banks, they bailed out the companies and they let everyone else pay the price. Right. With Bitcoin, if though, if one of those companies starts misbehaving, there is no Fed, there is no government to just give up a bunch of Bitcoin to bail them out. They're fucked, right? Which is how the free market should operate, right? So some some Bitcoin companies, I know BlockFi does it for sure, are gonna, um, you know, they're gonna fractionally reserve Bitcoin for sure. Um, and there's some companies that like Unchained Capital that are not gonna fractionally reserve. And you know for a fact, you know the risks that you're taking lending or borrowing money from them when you're getting into that. You know, that's just part of the economy. But it's not going to get to a level of like crony capitalism and like really socialism that's like disguised as capitalism just because Bitcoin always has that reset. But if, if people start to distrust that institution, they could just all withdraw. And if that institution can't pay them back, that institution fails and falls down. And there's and the government or anybody else can't print them out of it. I think uh, Ben Ben just put out the, the prescient tweet right now. Let me, let me pull that up so I can give him the proper due. He just tweeted out, at least one corporation is going to learn a lesson in self-custody this bull run when one of the custodians gets hacked. Not your keys, not your Bitcoins. So, Excellent. 
I think I think uh I think we're oh, just gonna be What was that, Sentinel? I hope it's not micro strategy. <laughs> that would be sad. You, you know how we all love to like theorize about who's the next major, you know, Fortune five hundred company to to buy Bitcoin or put them on the balance sheet? I think it'd be more fun to speculate what's the biggest company that's gonna fuck up so bad and lose all their bitcoin because of poor custodianship solutions Ooh. like that's a conversation i want to i want to go down oh, oh can i rough. chime in get it jim it's it's gonna get be it, bank of america <laughs> hey guys i want to be jp morgan that would be so cathartic <laughs> out of such shade and freud after that absolutely that would be like the most uh karma that someone could get. I was going to uh, uh, sort of uh, agree with Nico, as he was saying earlier, there's waves of Bitcoin adopters. And as we're seeing right now, there are a lot of noobs asking the same questions many of us had and people before us and the custody thing, not your keys, not your coin at every level from the guy with 100,000 sats to the guy with 100,000 Bitcoin it comes a time when you realize not your keys, not your coins, and you figure out, you pay somebody to get it right. You hire one of a guy like Ben in here that can teach your staff. I don't know. Uh, the custody thing is the lazy way. The custody thing is the thing that everybody's so used to. I had a, a limo driver taking me to the airport recently, and he was saying, but I just can buy my stocks, on, and they take care of it for me. I go, ah, you got to get out of that mindset, guy. This is a bare instrument. This is you taking control of your money, taking it away from the hands of somebody else so you, it can't be lost. But you have to know what you, you're doing, especially when the, the numbers get up there. I think Nico touched on that earlier, too, with the uh, the previous episode you guys uh, just recorded uh, when you're talking about storing your Bitcoin. And the more you get, the, the, you know, the more careful you better get with you know, knowing what you're doing. So uh, you guys are touching on all the right stuff here. I think, like Ben, that tweet you just uh, read, Optimus, somebody's going to mess up and everybody else is going to sit up, sit up straight and go, uh-oh. You know, and I, I can't imagine. I know uh, they say micro, um, micro, micro strategy has Bitcoin in custody, but I, I'm a little shocked uh, to think that it's all like Michael Saylor doesn't control some of it and doesn't know how to own some private keys and whatnot. Um, and, and then I was going to ask a question to this group. Maybe some of you know. He just uh, launched a, like a 12-hour course. I, I didn't look at, at the course. I just saw that it was up and I looked at the website. And I'm curious what's in there and does it go over that? I saw the very first uh, beginning of it. Stefan Levera does some kind of intro. So he's got reputable people helped him build. And it's basically a free online here. If you want to learn about Bitcoin, do this. And it's, uh, you know, six or eight different sub uh, uh, categories and whatnot. And I'm just curious if anybody has looked at it and noticed if he did cover not your keys, not your coins. I, I, I don't know Jim specifically, but I just want to cover. Michael Saylor um, has a gold chain and he, co he uh, holds his open dime around his neck at all times. It has all his Bitcoin on there. <laughs> yeah, all of it, I'm sure. <laughs> One thing I did want to touch on is I remember vividly when I was watching the Bitcoin for Corporations live stream, he was talking to the corporations and explaining about 
he was talking all about self-custody and explaining that if shit gets really bad, it's fine because you you can fully take custody of your Bitcoin and you control the keys. So I'm more in the boat that he does control his keys. I mean, maybe not all of it, but I think That's he is... Point. Yeah, I think he knows what he's doing, and uh, I think their Bitcoin is very safe. Obviously, he won't say anything about his security or custody, right. but uh, I think he knows what he's doing. Because he hey, could have uh, done Nick, I agree with you, because he, he uh, took the path of a rocket scientist in his career. Like He ended up in software because he had an opportunity to have his company paid for to get it started. Uh, the company he was working for, he had so much leverage with them. I, I can't recall all the details, but the the, uh, the overriding thing is that he was a young guy, like 24 years old or something. And he did really well, you know, going through college. He wanted to be a pilot or an astronaut. He had a physical issue. He couldn't do that, but he learned everything. He learned engineering. And he's like a scientist. He's a thinker. He, 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 he has to see how it fits logically. Once he started to learn about Bitcoin, you just, you know, there was a point he learned about self-custody. He went, well, I see the importance of this. And he's going to learn how to do it and blah, blah, blah. And I can't imagine he wouldn't also make sure there are people within MicroStrategy that are very good at it, that, are, you know, custodying the bulk, if not all of their holdings. I don't see why they wouldn't custody all of it. Why would they leave it with anybody? He understands what that means. Unless, because he's so tied in with the fiat statist part of society because all of his other businesses maybe he feels that some of it's worth having more liquid leave it in custody so he can you know pay some bills somewhere but he always says he's never going to spend it so i don't know it's it's, it's hard to imagine the guy wouldn't self-custody all of it to me and i'd be curious if anybody knows for absolute fact that you know he he's admitted on, i know yeah, jim i know he yeah. owns a personal stash of bitcoin yeah yeah no but you know if wait do you know if he absolutely does hold some of either his, which I would really be surprised, but the company's in a custody like on Coinbase or Kraken Dude, or somewhere else? He hold, bro, he, he holds all of it around his neck on an open diet. No, he doesn't. There's no <laughs> it's way. always Come there, on. bro. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Jim. I'm kidding. Keep Jim, making I'm, fun. I'm, Who I'm else kidding. knows? I'm, I'm kidding. Jim, I don't think we know for a fact, but I, I've heard him say okay. that he doesn't, he tries not to talk about uh his custodying yeah so much but exactly I, i've heard him say that he can't he, that would be the stupidest thing I, so I'm much pretty, that you but, don't want to give that away yeah but i'm pretty sure i heard him say that he has some held on uh third-party custodies but but okay. I, but so i'd the, have to know, yeah i'd have to go back and and you know verify that i would i would like you know if the guy's a smart businessman if he feels there's a valid reason to leave it there it's you know he knows he's taking somewhat of a risk but he gets some kind of liquidity benefit or something out of it hey that's what businessmen do they it's almost like diversifying your portfolio you're diversifying your let's say maybe your liquidity or something but i don't even know if you could with bitcoin you could you could make a transaction any second for any amount so like there's really no liquidity issue, especially if you're willing to pay a transaction fee. So I don't know. Uh, it's quite interesting, but it, I'm sure it all ties in with his. He's not going to tell you how he uh, secures things. So that's how you, That's why you're not really going to ever know, maybe. Who knows? Anyway, thanks, guys. No worries, Jim. Skeep, did you want to jump in? I saw you unmute yourself. Oh, nah, no, I didn't have anything else. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but 
I think I think to Carl's point that uh you know like if you know what you're doing then don't bend the knee and and that's that's a like as Carl said you have a what you say you have keys to a nuclear uh, nuclear plant and and why would you give them up so easily and just to transition a little bit it's it brings up the point that uh, Nico and Nick were talking about earlier about the German government quote-unquote confiscating 60 million dollars worth of Bitcoin but they weren't able to get the password to those bitcoins so did they really confiscate anything other than you know like a basically a brick hardware wallet so like to to that point that if you know what you're doing and you don't bend the knee and you you secure your bitcoin as best to your abilities no one can take your bitcoin from you and, and that's the beauty of this whole thing that that we're a part of and that that we love so much so I don't know. Any anyone want to want to rant? Kara, you want to rant about it? Nico, I I know you guys love to rant a little bit. So, hold on, I got some questions over here, but yeah, I mean, um, I just want to say, dude, like you know, you could always shove an open dime where the where the sun don't shine. You know, (laughs) you don't need to hide stuff. You know, you could start smuggling things across the border. It works. Nick told me he tried it once. <laughs> <laughs> that claim is disputed. <laughs> oh, you crack me up. <laughs> no, but uh, but dude, I wish I could say that I'm, I'm totally kidding, but I'm totally not kidding. I'm sure <laughs> in a place of desperation, um, <laughs> that's always an option. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, dude, in, in, in all seriousness, um, I think you guys are, have this amazing show and, um, I think that you're showing a lot of new tuber, I mean, YouTubers, uh, doing simply Bitcoin so much. Um, you're, you're showing so many no coiners and, uh, Bitcoiner and Bitcoin veterans alike. Um, I think that you're providing tremendous amounts of value towards them. So thanks. Thank you guys for putting this together. Oh well, thanks, dude. It it wouldn't be the same without you guys. So, you got you guys make this epic. Um, but yeah, does does anyone want to uh, chime in, or or I can uh, transition a little bit. We we got more topics over here. All right. Well. Yeah, oh, I mean, real oh, quick, I go, well, shoot it, talking. Okay. Shoot it, shoot it, Andrew. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I. Okay, I I share the. I really like the sentiment of not your keys, not your coins. I think it's it gives you your sovereignty. Nobody else has control over your funds. I I personally really like that a lot. Um, but for just from my experience and just being honest, like the people that I've spoken with um, that are you know older, let's say like fifty five years old, you know, and they're like. Uh, they run an investment company and they're not that techy, right? They, they're more old school and they want, and if let's say they want to buy like $20 million or whatever, something expensive like that, they're not going to want to hold uh, all of the responsibility for that. Um, I'm not saying that that's a good thing. I'm just saying realistically, I, I don't think that they're going to want to have full custody over that. And uh, I'm just wondering if you guys have any like thoughts on 
custodial services for Bitcoin in the future, in this parallel economy that we're creating and what your thoughts are? So I think, um, Optimus, do you want to go ahead? Uh, I mean, if, if you got something, you, you can jump in. But uh, I like personally, Andrew, my experience is is kind of 50 50 the same some of the people that i've encountered that are less techie i i kind of understand that maybe they have uh an adverse maybe even like illness to it they, they just want to avoid it as much as possible they don't want to take the personal responsibility for for the coin and so they they may leave it on exchanges or they they may you know leave it in some kind of custodial aspect and some of them i mean are pretty good like prime trust has has seemed to be doing pretty well on a on a corporate level for for people using it and so maybe there will be some uh arena some some space for custodial bitcoins but the risk personally is is too much for me and and i i wouldn't do that but for like a corporation maybe just having like a multi-sig setup for it where not one person in the company will be liable for messing up their whole 20 million dollar stack so you know you you have whatever like a five of seven or however many top ceos are in the company and they all have a seed or something of that sort where one person won't be responsible for losing all their all their bitcoins but um yeah, I mean, I, I I personally will just be watching and, and seeing what happens and, and seeing how people will react to this because Bitcoin is so new and we are so coddled in our current financial system where, you know, we have we have like basically like rewind buttons when it comes to traditional banking. And so if people make mistakes, you know, the bank can, can run stuff back. And, and once you come into Bitcoin, there is no rewind button. And so I, I personally am just a big fan of the, you know, you don't change Bitcoin, Bitcoin changes you. And so I think there will be a learning curve for a lot of people coming into Bitcoin that they will have to change their habits and, and they'll have to be personally responsible for the action and they'll have to think twice about stuff and, and they won't be so willy-nilly with with doing things and so there will be a learning curve and and there will probably be a need for custodial bitcoins but just the the effect the second order effects of the custodial bitcoins does concern me especially in regards to like rehypothecating and and more claims to the bitcoins and then there are you know bitcoins in their custodial ship so I don't know. I mean, I I definitely will be watching that and and seeing how that plays out. But does anyone else have some thoughts on this? I see the chat blowing up, but got a little bit of nuance to add because like let's see when we're talking about not your keys, not your coins. Mainly, what we're talking about is removing your funds from an exchange because one, an exchange is regulated, so they could have some like unexpected uh, legal consequences or whatever if they let, allow you to withdraw. Um, and then secondarily, uh, they're also like a honeypot. So everyone wants to attack the exchange because they have so many funds on there. So 
let's see. So not your keys, not your coins. Super important. Be able to withdraw your funds from the exchange and hold them yourself. Now, like where the nuance comes in is like for lightning. And I, I think uh, custodial wallets like have their place because it, it allows you to have like liquidity and receive lightning funds when you otherwise might not be able to, um, which which might give you like a, a certain amount of time. And it, it costs you essentially nothing to move those lightning funds from that custodial, you know, wallet that you have them into a non-custodial uh, form if, if you have a lightning node. So like as like a lightning node operator, like you can be the custodian for other people's lightning funds. So then like you're like the honeypot for like your friends or whatever. Uh, so, so that's like, uh, as this space develops, I think we're going to see like more custodial funds, but they're going to be more decentralized instead of them all being locked up in a regulated and, uh, risky honeypot exchange. Yeah, totally. That's you're like going to be I'm... right on the front lines, aren't you, Justin? I was going to say, that's like what I'm, what I'm trying to do uh here i you know we're setting up nodes all around uh and having people like who don't want to necessarily you know run their own stuff um you know provide like l and d channels or provide like routing nodes for people to operate so you have that you know decentralization but not so centralized at the same time Interesting. Yeah, well, uh, I think this is this is definitely going to be like a learning curve for all us current Bitcoiners and trying to figure out the best way to teach our new coiner friends and family and or business partners or what have you. Because like I've known I've noticed personally, it's very hard to shield the orange pilled Bitcoin perspective to someone getting into Bitcoin and they usually look at you like you're crazy they're like what are you talking about we know you're here just for dollars um you know like don't give me that trash of of just like simplify your life dollar cost average hold bitcoin for the long term like we know you're trading these bitcoins for for more dollars and and then you have to run them down the whole you know the whole just like orange pilled philosophy of like yeah but what are you trading for you know like who wants more dollars when you know that dollars are being inflated and, and all that perspective and so it's just it goes back to you know you don't change bitcoin bitcoin changes you and, and bitcoin is going to change like humans habits it's, it's going to change the way we interact with money and and right now we're just so dumbed down for lack of better terms when it comes to finances and and the way things are that Bitcoin is so new for people that it's like, uh, what's it? What was the guy that was on with Michael Saylor? Was it Ross Stevens? It's, it's Bitcoin's a new language and people are going to have to learn it and there's going to be some growing pains, but I think that's just kind of the, a part of, of what's going on here. And this is all, in my opinion, just kind of part of that growing pains, even us just trying to figure out how to best give people advice uh, on like a personal level, what what best fits everyone's roles and what they need to do and, and what they're capable of doing and, and not trying to push them over the ledge too fast because 
you know, people don't like change and, and they may get scared away and they may just basically gox themselves and, and do stupid things. And so I think it's just going to be a learning curve for, for everyone involved. And even for us that we would consider ourselves not Bitcoin experts, but Bitcoiners. And so we're still learning the best way to teach our friends and family how to interact with Bitcoin, even though we know what the best practices are it's still kind of hard to make them go from zero to 100 overnight. And, and it's just like baby steps in my opinion. Okay. Uh, guys, anyone want to jump in? I'm, I'm trying to catch up to the chat. So I don't miss anyone. <laughs> Everyone's just joking. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, we're, we're, we're pushing our limit. We're pushing the hour limit guys, but there is some, some cool stuff that happened this week. Um, I don't know if everyone noticed, but, uh, according to fiat market cap, Bitcoin has passed the Russian ruble. So I think it's now the 14th biggest currency or maybe the 15th biggest currency. Let me, let me look that up real quick. Nick, uh, where are you getting this price from? On a, on a, on another. Oh, I, I just said that in the chat to get people <laughs> just to mess with them. Oh, well, okay. Well, for the listeners, Nick, Nick put in the chat 48K. Holy hell. So he, he trolled me. He trolled me live. Nice. Uh, so yeah, Bitcoin, <laughs> Bitcoin is the 14th biggest currency according to fiatmarketcap.com. And um, while we were in here last night, I think it was Randy McMillan who was pointing out that it's going to be really cool to watch Bitcoin overtake some of these uh, Fortune 500 companies. And he asked, like, how much longer till Bitcoin overtakes the Apple market cap? And I looked it up and Bitcoin is 38% of the way to the Apple market cap. But I also, in that very same thought, get reminded of not Grubbles on a Twitter and, and he goes, Bitcoin has no market cap. So there, there's some uh, Bitcoin matrix, like there is no spoon aspect to that. But um, there, dude, like this week, we, we're already pushing an hour. So I can't even get into everything that we have on here because we, we basically went like 40 minutes on the Tesla news, which was super dope because it, it kind of went uh, like tree branch into a really solid conversation. But one one news that I think is fitting to bring up in regards to everything we're saying was uh, that the game theory that we've all been talking about in Bitcoin is starting to play out on a on a country level. Uh, this week, Nigeria supposedly I, I didn't fully verify this, but it was uh, all over Twitter and Nigeria is closing people's accounts that have been involved in crypto. And so. On the one hand, we have a country shutting down people's bank accounts because they're being exposed to Bitcoin. And then on the other hand, another news that came out was that Ukraine is considering using uh, nuclear power plants to mine Bitcoin. And so our buddy Ben Kaufman wrote a really awesome tweet where he's like, the the country, the, well, dang, what was it? Like the country she tells you not to worry about versus the country you are. And me and Nick were, were just dying over here last night. So, um, and then 
I guess some more stuff. Uh, Christine Lagarde, uh, part of the European Central Bank, she came out this week fighting Bitcoin pretty hard. Um, she was saying that Bitcoin that should probably be shut down because of a lot of money, quote unquote, going through the dark webs and, and that it's not good and, and they should shut it down. While on the other hand was saying that likely within four years, the ECB will have their own central bank digital currency. So I don't know. Is she a shit coiner, guys? Is she shit coining already and telling us Bitcoin's bad? Like, man. Oh, she is a fiat maximum. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. she is 100% she is a shit coin. by default. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. Shit coiner is going to shit coin, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, the one other thing, I don't know if you guys saw, I'll, I'll add it into the description. Um, and maybe I'll, I'll put it right here in the chat for everyone. But did you guys see Willy Woo come out and say with some charts and stuff that ever since the micro strategy buy, it seems like the Bitcoin price and the gold price are are working inversely. So as the Bitcoin price goes up, the gold price goes down. And so we could only only imagine that Peter Schiff is crying right now and and reeing and saying this is not supposed to happen because no one is leaving gold for Bitcoin. But uh, if these charts are right, it, it seems to look that ever since MicroStrategy told us they bought Bitcoin, it looks like the price is moving in opposite directions. So another super bullish indicator this week. And then, yeah, I... I, I don't want to go into the next the last topic we have in here because that'll that'll kind of go in for for a pretty long discussion. Maybe we'll bring that up on a next a next topic. But uh, yeah, guys, we're pushing the pushing the hour. Does does anyone want to chime in on some of this stuff and the, and then we'll do the over under for our next week because it's been it's been a pretty crazy week. I really just didn't expect. Uh like Bitcoin to hit like the country level so quickly. I mean, because as soon as Tesla bought, that means that the S&P 500 is now like now owns Bitcoin. And like the question is like, why isn't anyone else investing? And so now we have like, I mean, that's a, now we're like opening the can of worms that, you know, like a lot of the, the wealth in the United States, like, like could be based on Bitcoin, uh, which which is huge, and I I just really like don't know what to do with that information because like I mean we've been like we've been talking about like central bank digital currencies for a while, and uh, I'm I'm just curious like what what's going to be the next move like for for the United States who has been relatively quiet on central bank digital currencies and. And like, are we prepared for like the the really big moves where this gets to a nation state level? <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure as much bullish. As, yeah, exactly. As as much as we like to admit to ourselves that we're prepared for these price swings, it looks like it's gonna get crazy. Another thing that I didn't add on here is apparently even like Mastercard is saying that they're going to accept quote-unquote crypto payments by the end of this year 
CB CB brought it up earlier about JP Morgan. They they bent the knee on Bitcoin. So it looks like even if they're not coming out and talking about Bitcoin, they're talking about Bitcoin behind doors and it's it's like I I don't know if I can say that Bitcoin is already something that is so big that everyone has to at least give it some kind of some kind of a uh, you know respect or or some kind of uh like they have to have some conversation regarding Bitcoin because it seems to be hitting that velocity release you know like it it's almost like everyone has to start talking about Bitcoin or has to at least consider some kind of Bitcoin allocation or they're going to be left behind. So like, Jessifer, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, who knows? This this seems like it's happening faster than even we've imagined, even though we've known it's going to be happening this fast. But it's 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 going to get crazy this year. And I think we've been saying that for a while now. Yeah, we've got people's pensions now that are holding Bitcoin. I mean, if if they own Not like us. ETFs, like like we've got a whole pension crisis that we've been dealing for, for like with for so long. Like I I don't know. I I think the government is like full of boomers is going to be the ones to protect uh, pensioners, and, and if pensions contain Bitcoin. <laughs> they're going to protect Bitcoin. Well, they don't just contain Bitcoin. California's got uh, Riot blockchain. They own the you know the derivative stocks. They have the they have the miners, even. And and just to add, like uh, when Ross Stevens was talking at the MicroStrategies conference this week, the the amount of Bitcoin that he says he knows is going to or the amount of money that he knows is going to come into Bitcoin is coming from these companies like, like Jessifer and Bapp are saying that, that we wouldn't even expect. And if the numbers he was telling us like $25 billion worth of, of capital coming into Bitcoin, like the way he put it, it, there's going to be a wave of money coming into Bitcoin. And, you know, I mean, for us, we're, you know, we're okay with number go up, but for those that still, think Bitcoin is a scam or, or Bitcoin is a fad or, or Bitcoin is in a tulip bubble, then they're going to be sideswiped and they're missing this monetary revolution or, or this great wealth transfer that is happening right now. And I think people are waking up um, like on a retail level. The majority of people now that I come across with that have uh, like not bent the knee, but they have a little more, like their ears are perked towards Bitcoin. They're like, oh, wait, like who's buying this now? Like what's the price now? I, I Dude, like there's going to be a per, like the perfect storm this year. And it, you know, was built up last year, but this year it's, it's literally going to get out of the control. Like me and Nick and, and Jessifer have been talking about uh, when we make these, these presentations for, for everyone, it's, it's like a hundred thousand dollars per Bitcoin is like the minimum moonshot. It it that's like a given to us now. And and I can remember in like 2018, like me and Caro and 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 all the other Bitcoin plebs, we would not jokingly say it, but 
it was like, oh yeah, soon a hundred K is going to happen and we'll have the hundred K pleb party. But now it's, it's like a, it's like a given everyone's saying the same thing. It's oh, a hundred K is basically a given. So, you know, Bitcoin's going to do the crazy thing. And this year, man, like the hundreds of thousands per coin is, is pretty much like a given in my opinion, but I guess we still have a lot of, a lot of people to convince otherwise or convince of, of our rightness because it's like Bitcoin is the perfect asset at the perfect time. And it's just, it's going to get so crazy guys. Like, I, I don't even know like what to add to that. It just, it's going to be insane. Well, I've been talking a lot, but yeah, Nick, Nick, you want to chime in? Uh, yeah, I, I, I just missed a lot of that. Cause I'm just saying, but, uh, yeah, dude, this was a this was a really good episode, and uh, we had a ton of people come out tonight, and uh, it was really good. Yeah, awesome, dude. Thank thanks for everyone coming out. Uh, before we wrap this up, let's uh, let's do the Weinick is special, the over under for next week. So currently, guys, we're at roughly forty five thousand per Bitcoin. By this time next week, by our show a week from now. Are we going to be over or under 55K? That's that's the number that Weinick has gave us. So he's our oracle this week. I think it's going to be over, dude. <laughs> I, I'm bullish every week. I literally am the most <laughs> bullish one every week. So I think I've said over on every single one and been wrong a few times. but Over, over every week. It's, in to be, it's a sin to be bare. <laughs> Oh, okay. Here, hold on. I'm looking in the chat. We we got a few things. So, uh, we got an over. We got Ben saying under. Wow, Ben, are you bullish? Over 50k, under 55k. Okay, okay. Uh, we have like the bear shame list here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta call him out. No, we're gonna be bearish. <laughs> we're gonna call you out. Uh, yeah. We got. What's this? Like five six over i think everyone's over over 55k but ben is over 50k under 55k i think you're gonna have to you're gonna have to uh explain your case ben before we go off yeah i think we're under two personally okay bab then explain your case and then ben explain your case we're uh uh, we're, we're, I feel like there's a lot, a lot, a lot of peak uh, positive news baked in right now. And just knowing how sentiment flows, usually these big pumps uh, follow a, a bit of skepticism. And I, I'm, I haven't seen a lot of the skepticism lately. I've seen more, less of the stay humble and uh, more of the humble brag. And I think uh, usually just like my sentiment gauge on that, we... Uh, I, I don't think we're crashing, you know, <laughs> but uh, I, I, 55, ooh. I, I, I probably with Ben uh, between 50. Come on, guys. We're going to get that 10K candle within a few days. This week's going to be bullish. Come on. All right, but Ben, but go. You see, the, 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 the 10K candle is coming the day after on the day <laughs> of Austin Bit Devs, not on DTC Kindergarten, oh, so I'm sorry. Dude, dang. Okay, well... I mean, the Bitcoin kindergarten pamp is real. So, I mean, the Austin, Damn, I was the, the Austin Dez pamp is real as well. So, yeah, Elon the come. 
And we're going to get Joe Rogan. We got seats saved. They're going to be there. Oh, snaps. Oh, well, snaps. missed opportunity. I, I got since I'm doing a presentation next week. Uh, yeah, one, it'll be breaking 55 right after kindergarten next week. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, we ran a little over an hour, uh, not by much, but where we try to keep these under an hour, even though I know we could probably ramble on for another another hour. But uh, I just want to thank everyone for coming out. We had a pretty awesome class today. There was there was a lot of people in here. Um, I'm I'm honored that you guys show up and and spend your spend your Wednesday nights with us and. Uh, just keep coming out. It, it means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to Nick. And, and now it means a lot to Jessifer because uh, Jessifer's our man. Oh, hey, Jessifer. Yeah. Uh, hey. Do you, do you want to you wanna tell tell everyone the little something that happened? The little something? Yeah, you know, like that special thing that you've been working on, like the website. Oh, the <laughs> website. Okay, yeah. BTCKindergarten.com is now live. Yeah, we have yet to update everything, but uh, we'll we'll get on that. So, shouts out to uh, Jessifer. Shouts out to Spookinot for uh, putting that together for us, the homie. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll just end it with uh, provide the value, get the Bitcoins. So, uh, thanks for coming out, guys. We'll be back next week. And like we say, as long as the blocks come in, we'll be coming out. So, uh, peace out, guys. Nick, you want to say bye? Yeah, peace out, everyone. This was a really good episode. A lot of new faces, especially European faces like Carl out here. And I know the time difference is uh, really difficult for European homies to come out. So um, really love seeing all that. Beautiful. Yeah, uh, I, I uh, will say ditto to that one. Peace out, guys. <laughs>